Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It's October 5th, 2022. This is Fightful Wrestling, and we have a lot to talk about. AEW Dynamite, third anniversary post-show, but let's be real. There, there's one specific thing that you guys want to talk about uh, an awful lot. Andrade, Sammy Guevara, haven't at it. Uh, almost simultaneously, TMZ and Fightful Select, of all places, uh, reported on this news we have a lot more details on fightfulselect.com uh we will continue to have a lot more details on fightfulselect.com uh i just want to clarify something there was a bit of a miscommunication as relayed to both of us before obviously sammy guevara not sent home andrade was now i do want to say specifically we do not know all the facts of this situation as they unfolded it is going to continue to be a he said she said thing for all we know, um, one person instigated it, created all this. We do not know all of the details, and I feel like that is very, very important to note right now. Uh, it could come out, and AEW could be the, the Miami Dolphins of this week, for all that we know, but uh, there's still a lot to unpack there. You can get your Super Chats, get your Humper Chats in. Humperchats.com allows you to leave your question or statement uh, before we go on the air, while we're on the air, you can also donate Super Chats here on YouTube.com slash Fightful. We have put subscriber-only mode on. We put slow mode on for obvious reasons. And before we uh, before we get into everything, I want to give you guys a quick rundown of the week. Uh, we're going to have the Spotlight. We're going to have Day After Dynamite and the Impact Post Show Thursday. Friday is the SmackDown and AEW Post Show as well. Alex will have Sour Graps that night. Uh, on select, I will have a Q&A Thursday or Friday on select. Then Saturday, a triple feature. We've got Grapsity at noon. We've got the uh, Impact Bound for Glory post show with Denise and Steven Jensen at three. Then after Extreme Rules, we've got a post show then as well. you got That's, two post shows. we got two post on, shows. On Five Select, it's going to be me and Kate talking about Extreme Rules. So. And even before it. Uh, Rob Wilkins has a preview yes, show on there. Show. Yeah. So we have just a, an insane amount of content. And I know some of you are going to go, well, you know what? I'd rather some positive news be reported on Fightful Select. How about this? We got a whole hell of a lot of it coming to Fightful Select this week, including some that we reported today. 
please subscribe. I had mentioned earlier on Twitter, I feel like it probably peaked with all the craziness of, of brawl out and all that, but uh, I'm hoping that we get above 10,000 again and stay above that. We knew a bunch were going to fall off uh, sort of around the anniversary of All Out, but subscribe. There's a ton of good stuff over there. You won't hear many people saying it's not worth your five bucks, but we've got AEW Dynamite to talk about now. Uh, I will not be on the next two post shows, but tentatively, John Alba will be on next week's show with Alex Palowski. Fantastic. And then the following week will be on a Tuesday, and there's going to be a hybrid NXT AEW post show. We're going old school, about to call up Warren Hayes or something. Make this a good... (laughs) Listen, listen, if we put Warren Hayes on there with Alex and Kate, that show's going to be five hours long. Seven hours long. It's... uh, (laughs) That was back in the old days where we had the Wednesday Night Wars and we had to, I remember watching two things at once, trying to keep track of both stuff. Going to get back to it for one night only. Should be a lot of fun. So there's going to be a lot of fun stuff there. Denise and Will will be on the post-Raw show uh, on Monday as well. Jimmy and I will have a live list in your boy next week. And you guys are going to have a bunch of bonus content on Select. Uh, We got some super chats in. Zach Schimmel says, 16 months, I can drive a Twitch car now. Get rid of Dynamite, or Great Night of Dynamite. Uh, get in your Super Chats. Get in your Humper Chats. We're going to talk about the controversial stuff towards the mm-hmm. end. But let's talk about some of the good stuff. MJF defeat Wheeler Yuta. What a Humper of a match. Sometimes, match. and it seems like every time MJF has a big match, a whole bunch of people forgot that this guy can work his ass off. Right. Like. That's part of the gimmick, Alex, is that he can back up every single thing that he says. Mm-hmm. All of it, he can back up. Right. And he and Yuta had an incredible match. Now, oh, my God. Listen, I respect Eric Bischoff an awful lot, but I saw him tweeting like, don't know why this match is happening. Watch the show. Like, of, like the- of all the things you can say about AEW, you can say, well, they don't have as many stories as I like. And that's accurate. But not here. Not this one. Not here. They've been building it up since Grand Slam. They've spent a good chunk of time on several episodes building this up. Um, If you're not watching the show and then you tune in a few weeks later and go, why is this happening? Well, how is that the show's fault? You're not watching the show. And you would have to not be watching the show to not know why this one's happening. I could could see why you would have that complaint with Jay Lethal and and, uh, Darby Allin. But not certainly not with Wheeler Yuta and MJF. I thought they built the a match. match that absolutely belonged on Rampage was right. uh, yes Yuta and or not Yuta uh, Lethal and Darby Allen. But this one right. was fantastic. One was so just yeah. just great work as well. And uh, the the powerbomb backbreaker just ooh stuff of art. MJF has this unique mix of old school psychology mm-hmm. and offense mixed with modern offense and innovation. And that's what I think you need if you're a guy like him because you have to constantly remind people when you're that good of a talker that, oh, yeah, you can do that other stuff really, really well, too, as well as anybody else there. Um, just I, I love what he's doing right now. And I think that he is there, – there are several people that displayed on tonight's show that they have everything that you, you need in a top guy, and MJF is one of those. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I really love this one. The um, the trading of the pins back and forth was was seamless. Sometimes it looks pretty sloppy, 
these these two guys did it perfectly. You can tell they've wrestled each other dozens of times when they were younger. This is a it was a really great match. Uh, the, my favorite part, I think, of the whole thing, well, the entire finish, going from Wither Yuta's got him down to do a um, a splash on him, and uh, and MJF rolls more than halfway across the ring, <laughs> yes, and kind of lazily holds, <laughs> flips him off like you can't get me from there, and he does. And that was a really cool because it, it went from this to no 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 no, which I loved. Um, and uh, and then the Fujiwara armbar, not quite working, the salt of the earth as he calls it. And so then he repositions him and does the float over into the super Fujiwara armbar. And what this is something I always say, and I wish they would do more often. Is one of my major complaints with what they're doing with Jericho right now. If you're gonna have the heel win. Sometimes the heel's just the better wrestler that night. Yeah. I love that MJF didn't require any of his guys on uh, on retainer to come in and cost you to the match. I love that there was no shenanigans with a diamond ring in his trunks. He just beat Wheeler Yuta, which is, is a really good uh, thing to show because whenever he gets that match with, we assume, Moxley down the line, then it becomes not like how is he going to cheat, but do we think he might actually just beat Moxley straight up, which is a really yeah. cool extra wrinkle. Is he going to have to cheat as opposed to how is he going to cheat this time? And I love when the heels are just great wrestlers. Sometimes the guy you don't like is that's a better thing. wrestler than the guy you do like. And that's wrestling. And that's the thing. That's part of the reason why I hated Mr. Perfect so much is because he was such an asshole but he could back up everything that he said, and there weren't a lot of people that could stop him. Rick Rude as well. There was a lot yeah. of that back then. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really, really love what they're doing with MJF right now. Shytown Spurs says, I'm behind. I just want to shout out Ta- Taz for dropping the Yom Kippur reference regarding MJF. Man wrestled like that after fasting all day. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Shytown uh, Spurs says, Did Draymond Green join AEW, Sean? Fantastic shout. Draymond Green got into a fight today, too. Yes, he did. JP says, what a fantastic show. Really heavy on ROH, but chain wrestling all over the place. Tons of excitement. I thought it was a very good show. So after this match, Lee Moriarty attacks Wheeler Yuta. And Moriarty has made it clear that he's he's going for pretty well the same prize that Yuta has went for. Mm-hmm. Um, and MJF is mad. He's like, I didn't ask for this. And Stokely... I thought it was an interesting dynamic because even though Stokely is hired by MJF, he has some sense of influence over MJF, which is very intriguing to me mm-hmm. because he's out there like nonchalantly eating an apple. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, 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 no. Trust me here. Here's the dynamite diamond ring. I'm really fascinated by this dynamic because you know, we've seen in like interviews and stuff. And to be honest with you, in interviews, MJF never truly strays that far away from his character. No. There's some things that he will say very honestly and candidly oh. that also just happen to be in character. And one of them yeah. is the actual respect that he maintains and has long held for Stokely Hathaway. Mm-hmm. And I'm just very interested as to what this means. Uh, I love this because it was Wheeler Yuta being the 
ROH guy being like, you're going to shake my hand because this is what we're, yeah. we're, we're going to do. You beat me fair and square, which was a big, a big moment for, for, for to make this whole thing work. If MJF had cheated, I don't think Wheeler Yuta offers the hand. So yeah. this is a really, this, that, that all comes together. And um, MJF thinking about it was actually going to do it before Moriarty attacked him. Says I didn't, I didn't talk to you. I tell you to do this. And I love Stokely had such a congenial familiarity with MJF, like they were old buddies. I mean, they are old buddies, but the way it was like, no, 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 come on, come on, man, this isn't you. Take the ring, punch him in the face. Come on, I. This is not you shaking his hand. What are you talking yeah. about? This was great, and of course, the best part of everything is Regal getting up from the table, casually reaching into his pocket and pulling out the nuts. And we're like, are we going to have a problem, young man? Like, just him walking down to the ring, and Moriarty and Hathaway just beelining out of there. And it comes down to you with your little diamond ring, Sunshine, and me with all five fingers. Like, I, I thought that was awesome. I'm really intrigued as to where this goes going forward because MJF... We assume, again, it's going to be Moxley that he has that match with for the title. If you're feuding with Moxley, you're feuding with the Blackpool Combat Club. So this is bringing a lot of very interesting things to bear very early in this feud, and I'm very excited for all of it. Regal with the Nux, great touch. I mean, that's something that people that grew up on William Regal remember, and it's something that is synonymous with him. So I love that as well. Really good stuff. Uh, Darby defeated Jay Lethal. We had very similar spots, by the way, sorry, Corey says, I almost had pity for MJF. This match slapped. Yes, it did. It did. So one of the concerns I've long had for AEW is, either the coaching, agenting, and doing very similar things back-to-back. There were spots in these first two matches that were very similar, and then there were post-matches that were very similar. Darby gets the win in a solid match against Jay Lethal, and then, by the way, I love a good pin just pinning somebody, and Darby's done that the last yeah. supper like a lot. Love mm-hmm. that. And then afterwards, Jay Lethal's like, no, 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 no. This one's on me. I got this. Or, or towards the end of the match, he's like, he doesn't want Satnam and Jay Lethal out there. To me, this a lot of this mirrored the first match a little too much. And maybe, maybe two years ago, I would have given AEW the benefit of the doubt to be like, oh, well, maybe this is playing into something. But I don't think it, it is now. And that was my issue specifically with this second match, beyond the fact that like Jay Lethal creatively isn't that interesting. So whenever, like, for the amount that they put him on TV, like, like do have something creative for him or just give that time to someone, someone else. Like, I don't know. They're, they're, I just, I couldn't get invested in this. No, certainly not. It just doesn't feel like it didn't, it, it felt that it was a very, somebody put, somebody put on my, uh, I saw on Twitter said, what is this rampage ass match doing on my dynamite? And I thought yes. It felt felt very rampage ass in a way. Um, I, I I there was the it wasn't didn't go on as long as in the first match, but definitely the same spirit was there of um, reversing pinfalls back and forth. That same exact spot, which is like you your agents got to talk to each other. You can't do those in back to back matches because it does. Then it's not special. 
Like it should be a special thing. Oh my God, look at these guys trading pinfalls. If everybody does it, then it's no longer a thing we get we get excited about. And then the the post match thing of um, Darby like saying like to Jay Lethal of all people because I don't I don't remember Jay and Darby having a, a lot of history. If if I, they do and I'm mistaken, that's fine. But Darby be like, you don't need those guys. You don't need those guys. You shake my hand. You shake my hand, which is kind of the version of the same thing we got at the end of the first match. You, the, and they kept saying for the rest of the night, oh, we saw the code of honor being exchanged earlier in the night. So, like, is it a theme for the entire show? If so, it really wasn't communicated properly. It just yeah. felt like you had two separate producers or agents making two separate matches that happened to be back to back with very similar stuff in them and nobody talked to each other. And, and, and like, these great. are, these are AEW matches. So, yeah. uh, Bako five said, just lost my grandma unexpectedly. What you do has a positive impact. Thank you for providing reprieve for what has been held this week. Uh, my friend, I had a very, very rough week. One of the worst weeks of my life leading up to about Monday or really probably Tuesday of last week. So I'm right there with you. I hope that we can, uh, give you something positive and something that you uh, enjoy help take your mind off of it a little bit. And we are very sorry for your loss. My friend, Lord Jackson says, welcome to sour graps, AEW backstage edition. And Knox Bogan says, I'm back from my bi-monthly super chat dedicated to my favorite SRS dead meme. Can we have some baby face claps for these hardworking gentlemen? You mean, <laughs> uh, Denise's husband wanted me to start a baby face clap. During his wedding, nice. uh, from what I heard. Uh, E-Rob says, MJF pulling out match of the night, in my opinion, after fasting for 25 hours. That's amazing. It is amazing. It's fantastic. Yes. I'll tell you what was fantastic. The kind of performance that Brian Cage had after about a year off of TV. You yeah. want uh, uh, Talk about a guy who I could never get invested in, regardless of the show. AEW, Impact, even as far back as Lucha Underground. He just, it just wasn't quite for me. As it turns out, I think that I needed to see him in Sirloin Beef Sons of Bitches matches, Alex. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because a lot of the times what I would see was him working a pace with a Ray Phoenix or somebody like that. And I mean, is he capable of doing all these amazing things? Yes. But the pace maybe slowed down a little bit. Mm -hmm. Instead, what we had, we had Wardlow increasing his pace a little bit and Cage decreasing his. Mm -hmm. And they met in the middle and had a phenomenal match. The, the exact kind of performance where if you've been off TV for a year, you have and you say, hey guys, I'm right here. This is me. This is what I can do. And this is why the guy in Gorilla was willing to roll over my contract and barely use me because he didn't want me doing this somewhere else. Mm -hmm. uh, this I, I thought this was awesome. The crowd was hot for it. The suplex from uh, out or inside or outside in it was Warlow doing whisper in the wind. What the hell? This was dope. Um. Yeah. So uh, the, the promo more... before was come on though. It was Prince Nana is hilariously. Like he's he's supposed to be corny, but he this is. match humped. Um, it did. Um, 
it, yeah, uh, some, some in the big meaty man slap and meat division, these two guys um, are tops. Um, uh, I the thing of it is, is that I have I I actually have a lot uh, had a lot I don't have the same feelings a lot of people do about Brian Cage getting down on him about stuff because I loved him in Lucha Underground sure. because in, because back in 2014. I, I wasn't seeing guys who were built like that, <laughs> yeah. who were doing the stuff that he was doing. And I was like, this guy's a, why is he doing it in this warehouse in, in, in the East LA? Why isn't he doing it on WrestleMania stages? Like I was, I, I, re, I realized much later, like the thing was heavily edited. Who knows what the hell he could do? Like otherwise, sure. like, like, but he was doing some amazing stuff back then. And I, I loved what he was doing. Um, so I always want to see that version of Cage again. And tonight, for like the first time I'd seen it in AEW, I thought he had a really good match with Hangman Page a couple of years ago. But like, there were a lot of stuff that we didn't get to see uh, him doing uh, his what I thought was his best work. And tonight, Wardlow feels like new and improved Cage. Like it's just this; he's this it's the same model, just cranked up a little bit. Um, and I, I thought these two guys really laid into each other. Um, they, some some of the old some of the old uh, uh, staple moves of, Bri- of Brian Cage that they got to put out uh, again that looked really impressive on a guy the size of Wardlow. Wardlow, as you said, doing whisper in the wind, like a guy that size shouldn't be able to do that stuff. Um, and I love that we we finally get down to Wardlow gets you with one. He's going to get you with five or six. Oh, the, the crowd it. was white hot for that powerbomb symphony. It was yeah. really good. And, you know, I'm happy for Brian Cage because what was he ever really my thing? No. But right now he is, damn it. Right now he is, damn it. And he needed yeah. to be everybody's thing because like, right, he's effectively an ROH wrestler that barely gets any time because ROH doesn't have, have any TV. Right. So he's out there wrestling Tracy Williams on dark if he's lucky and popping up in a battle royal if he's lucky. But other than that, He's working the indies. I mean, he has worked. Uh, I'm going to look at it right now. This year, he's worked. Actually, I'll, I'll say it since the last time he was on. He was on the Jericho cruise. He's worked 41 matches. Wow. Um, four of those, five of those, have been in ROH or AEW. So he's barely working. I'm so glad to see him, uh, him back and and doing good stuff. Tate's Chicken Tender says, War Hardy did a bloody whisper in the wind, WTF. <laughs> and Meet Normus says, I need a hose after Wardlow Cage and from scissoring 69 plus strangers. Did the crowd come through on TV? Oh, did it ever. Yeah, definitely. certainly did. Alan Mark says, AEW needs a super heavyweight division. Cage, Archer, Wardlow, Hobbs, Satnam Singh. I mean, Miro, they, they, all they got to yeah. do is have some sirloin beef sons of bitches matches. They don't yeah. need to have divisions. Put Brian Cage in there with those guys, with yes. Samoa Joe, with sure. Miro, with Lance Archer. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Adam Weller says, I have zero issues with the TNT title becoming the dry-aged prime beefs division <laughs> for a bit. Bring the meats! <laughs> and Jam Beard says, next give me Cage versus Joe for the ROH TV title. That's I, I'm, I'm with that, too. I'm with that too. And Ian yeah. Hunter says, for someone I'm sure rarely takes power bombs, Cage took those better than many others mm-hmm. half his size. Mm-hmm. Posted perfectly, landed just right. Again, he reminded you who he was and what he was capable of 
and he needed to do that. His TV time is precious. Yeah. Just amazing. So we have uh, the rest of the embassy, the Gates of Agony, who, again, we don't see a ton of, sort of uh, surrounding Wardlow. Well, we see Samoa Joe make the save, and that ain't it. FTR, talk about white hot. They're white hot. Damn, man, makes me want to get out my keyboard and just start slapping away at it. I'm talking the Yamaha, not the Logitech, my friends. Like, if you don't get pumped by that theme, I don't know what the hell's wrong with you. But uh, Will says, would be great if FTR could do more than be glorified security guards and dynamite. Well, I do want to say, by the way, FTR Gates of Agony Battle of the Belts this Friday. Yep. That comment after their match against United Empire was in jest, I'm told. Mm-hmm. It, they've got a good relationship with Tony Khan, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, when you can't physically watch what some people are calling one of the greatest tag team matches of all time, yeah, what they say afterwards is what's going to get right. some attention. Right. I'm just glad to see them on TV. I want to see them on TV more. They're hot. Run with them. I understand you can't necessarily go AW tag titles right now. Because right. if you, you got them hot now. and you got another team hot, I understand. But uh, them being on TV, how'd you feel? Right. It? Yeah, it is it is weird because you, what you well, – I, I firmly believe we were going to get um, Keith Lee and Swerve versus FTR. All belts on the line. At full gear, I think. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand and he knows granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. That's where we were trending. And all of a sudden, they acclaimed and said, no, we're white hot. You got to do something with us now. The crowd's not going to let, let you not. And they're, so, they're still so hot. I think you can't do FTR versus the acclaimed with all, all the belts on the line at, at, at full gear because they're still going to be too hot by that point. You may have to put that off for a while, which sucks for FTR because, again, as they keep saying, we've been number one contenders for a year. So yeah. I, I I think that um, I loved FTR coming out, and I it was really interesting because I was torn between thinking um, this is more guys kind of going into business for themselves, and it was a really great angle of Toa Leona refusing to get to back down off the apron which is kind of like just what happens in these situations and he would not get down so like joe had to like throw a big forearm to knock him off the apron um but i love the idea that these gates of agony have no fear of anyone because they shouldn't i i'm not saying they think they they're they're good enough to beat ftr but they're big enough and mean enough to beat up ftr outside of outside of a, a wrestling ring 
And I think that there's a there's I like that about them. I think we're, it's great we're going to get that match. I, I, I of course I ex- expect FCR to retain, but I love that there is some doubt with Toa Leona not because they didn't they have a match against these two guys on dark last year so. where they were like totally let's get make sure Toa Leona's not in the match because we don't want to have to deal with him. Like, and that was a cool little angle of that about that dark match. So I think that this match on Friday could be a real slapper. Dream Ninja says, Wardlow, big sirloin beef, flippy-ish, sons of bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second class elitist says, shout out to the mods working double time in the chat. Much like Sean and Alex, thank you for all you do. Big thank you, Luis, and all of our mods. Yeah, thank you. Tyler says, traveling four hours to Toronto on Canadian Thanksgiving. Kevin Smith clerks three show on the 11th, Dynamite on the 12th. I need to catch a 7 a.m. train on Thursday to make it back in time for a college health care exam. Uh, had to be there for AEW's Canadian debut. Sounds like someone has an exam. Okay. Uh, but Clerks 3 is a very special movie, especially if you have watched all of those. If you watch Clerks 1 and 2, very special. But if you've watched all those Kevin Smith movies, just a, a, an impossibly special movie. F- way different than the other two. And even the second one was different than the first one. That's all the plugs I'm going to give that because I'm giving a plug to something else, whether it's back to school, Wedding season, holiday prep, Halloween, maybe. We're all cutting it close this time of year as we go straight from one thing to another. Our friends at Harry's are going to help you. Harry's is what I use to shave. Get a high-quality shave for a low price. Right now, you can get a Harry's starter set for just $3, plus free travel size body wash. This includes a five-blade razor, a weighted handle. That way you get better accuracy there. Foaming shave gel and a travel cover. A $16 value for just $3 when you visit harrys.com slash Fightful. When time is a commodity, you do not need a five, six, seven-step shaving routine. You know what you're doing here. You know how to handle it. And it's so much easier to handle with that weighted handle. Their blades are made in their own factory in Germany. Hold up better than ever. A lot of people who try it say their eighth shave is as sharp as their first. Like I said, that starter set starts at $3. Refill blades are as low as $2 each. And guess what? They come straight to you. You're not going to the store, going and finding an employee, saying, hey, hey, King Arthur, can you pull the sword out and unlock this razor cabinet? You don't got to do that. You don't got to be King Arthur to get your razors with harrys.com slash Fightful. The body wash smells amazing too. harrys.com slash Fightful. That sleek ergonomic weighted handle looks great in your bathroom too. harrys.com slash Fightful. So we had uh, a Britt Baker promo, which very wisely set up what they did later. <laughs> She's like, well, I, I'll tell you one thing. She ain't subscribed to FightfulSelect.com. Because last week we reported, by the way, Soraya is on at this length of a deal. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. And the terms of it very largely implied that she would be getting physical because it's for good money. But Britt Baker says no. Britt Baker's, listen, Britt Baker's been on that ringside news or something. I don't know. But what we had was a match where Britt Baker DMD, Soraya are ringside for 
Tony Storm, Athena, and Willow against Hader, Deeb, and Penelope. There were some spots in this match I really liked. There was some stuff I didn't. Uh, Athena flipping through that one spot was amazing. There are an awful lot of rolls, flips, spins that I think are just done for the sake of it. Like, I saw an Irish whip into the corner, and after the person Irish whipped another person, they they spun around. Like, they did this. And then the person who did the Irish whip goes... And I'm like, why? Why do you do that? That's just doing shit for the sake of doing it. Like, what are we doing there? Uh, I thought the quality of the match was really good. Man, Penelope Ford is constantly improving. She yeah. is all the time getting better. Uh, Deeb is great. Jamie Hayter is super over. Athena is physically impressive. Willow gets the win. And, like, the person I was thinking about, like, the sixth most is the champion, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing here because you're trying to highlight a bunch of other people. I feel like maybe they could have stayed away from the the Soraya chasing with a, a crutch thing and all that. Like, I feel like that took a little bit too much focus off of it. But the match itself, what did you think, Alex? Well, um, it was one of those things of, like, if you had any doubts about whether or not Soraya Soraya was going to... Uh, get physical. Um, having Britt Baker come out and announce that she wasn't should have erased all possible doubts yes. that she was. Um, uh, and I thought that was kind of a, it became a, a thing because because had she not done that before this match, it would have been a genuine shock to me when she and 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 Soraya started the, the, throwing There punches. are a lot of people that don't necessarily... Uh... They ain't online, and they'll they'll buy oh, into no. that, right? Exactly, because I because to me, like I, yes, I'm the idea of, oh, right now we're gonna have them start throwing punches. Britt Baker saying she's there, she's never gonna get physical, because you have the heel do it. To me, it kind of signals that oh, she is, and so it wasn't a surprise. If you don't have her say that, then the actual moment would have been a big shock to the fans, and I think to a lot of people more at home. But anyway, I think the match was a lot of fun. They got they got time. They got at all of them got entrances um, at the at the top of the hour as opposed to the bottom of the hour. Yeah. That's great. Um, this is this is all good. I, I do wish, kind of, that Tony Storm was treated as on a level above the rest of the women because she is currently the champion, the only one with a belt, um, and she does kind of feel like another one of the gals. Yeah. Um, and I understand you want to you want to elevate everybody up to her level so to make them all seem like they're great. But you have to start her, with her at a, at a higher level than the rest of them so they can elevate their game to that point. But I also love uh, Willow getting the pinfall. That's great because it, then it leads into the next thing we see of her later in the night. Um, Willow is phenomenal. Um, and if an ROH deal ever gets struck. Uh, and if we, we ever figure out a way to, to have Mercedes Martinez defend that title again, I think Willow Nightingale as as the heart and soul of the ROH women's division um, would be a, would be an amazing thing to build everything around her. Yeah. And eventually she becomes AEW champion as well uh, down the line as well. Uh, we have Raphael saying, do we ever get official confirmation that Willing, Willow Nightingale is signed? Luis says, not yet so far. I'll work on it, uh, FightfulSelect.com. I'll try my best to have something on that this week. Uh, Steven says, Willow's a star. Put the belt on her Friday. Give her the graphic. Well, she's going to challenge Jade Cargo for the title, and there was a little promo. She's like, I could be 
what makes you 38 and one nothing like overwhelming but it's but but it set it up really well she's so likable nobody nobody never loses some everybody loses at some point so you think i'm gonna be you're gonna be 39 and oh what if you're 38 and one and what if i'm if i'm that one everybody's got to lose sometime you know what i mean and and also the idea of like i've already beat you twice like well like i i wish willow had been like if you think i didn't learn anything from those losses You've already lost this match with me, yep. like because you you either you either win or you learn. That is the way to look at all these things, and I, I think that that I think that Battle of the Belts needs to have a title change at some point, or it's going to be just this thing that nobody nobody ever cares about. Yeah, I mean, and, I did I didn't even realize it was Friday night. To be exactly, and I think the other two people on the other two titles on uh, matches on the show. Probably aren't going to have title changes. I seem very unlikely. Having a shock Willow Nightingale beating Jade Cargill and then slotting Jade Cargill in there as somebody who can challenge Tony Storm at full gear would be an that would be that would be a marquee matchup. Tony Storm versus Jade Cargill as the challenger. So if you want to shock the world and have Willow Nightingale win the TBS Championship, I think that'd be amazing. I don't think she's going to win that. I don't all. think she is either. But uh, it would be a, it would be an interesting choice. Matthew Plus says the real reason we can't have a intergender wrestling is because Sammy would complain about Tony Storm. I don't get it. I don't understand that. I, I appreciate the Humper chat though. Jambeard says I want Abaddon back on TV. Isn't she like thirty six and three? Yeah, those matches aren't exactly long ones though. Yeah. Tom Lavalley says Penelope, Deeb, Hater, Tony, Athena, and Willow are all incredible workers. Nine o'clock slot and entrances for all of them. Slow progress, but still. It is, it is, there's some, at least some progress being mm-hmm. made. Nurguru says, Brit isn't champ and still the centerpiece. Yuck. I disagree. I don't think she was the centerpiece. I think Willow was highlighted more here. I mm-hmm. thought that Soraya was highlighted more here. And Soraya did get physical. Um, glad to see it. Hope, you know, we, we're going to say all the things. Hope she is. Hope she, I, you know what? There's nobody that hopes she's safe to do it more than Soraya because she's the one who lived through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Antonio says, SRS is a joke about how he said Andrade would hit too hard. Okay, that's clever. <laughs> that's clever. I didn't get the joke. Now I get the joke because let me tell you, that hip attack from Tony is sold yeah. like a shotgun every time. <laughs> yeah, really okay, is. that one went over my head. <laughs> Thanks for smartening me up. That was good shit. Irene says, is it just me? Or are there not enough heels in AEW at the moment? Uh, too many of the best matches are faces versus faces, and even MJF isn't getting many boos. So that's the interesting conundrum that AEW has been in, as opposed to WWE, because for years, WWE could not make a baby face to save their right. life, Alex. And even then, their heels are the most fascinating people on the show. AEW makes an awful lot of people that, that we like, and it's hard to necessarily get reviled heels to the point to where MJF, who has no redeeming qualities Mm -hmm. is beloved. I think Brits in that role pretty well. Brits pretty solidly outside of DMD got Mm -hmm. the crowd uh, against her. Yeah. Especially because this is the other thing is that it's this is why it it makes so little sense to me with the, with the slow play of Jamie Hayter turning the crowd cheered Jamie Hayter coming out with the heels. For this three on three, they cheer when she did anything during the match, and they and they're ready. They're ready to boo Britt Baker. 
in a feud with Jamie Hayter. And I think it's a great way to, to have another marquee feud in the women's division that is nowhere near the titles. So that way you can have whatever Jade is doing, whatever Tony's doing. If, if Thunder Rosa comes back, you do Thunder Tony, whatever. But you have separate from all of that, you have Britt versus Hayter and the crowds, the crowd is itching to cheer for Jamie Hayter. Let them do it. Uh, we've got Ben saying catch up on the show later if we're or catching up on the show later. If you're thinking creatively speaking, why do you think FTR haven't been on TV? Build hype, prevent overexposure. Well, it hasn't been to build hype. They were hot no matter what. I just don't think they've had anything effective for them. And they were hoping probably they'd have an ROH deal by now. Yeah. Justice says, in your personal opinion, since tonight's Dynamite was great, what do you guys think would be better or more likely an ROH streaming deal or TV deal? Uh, a streaming deal is probably more likely. Yeah. Um, and I think it'd probably be better for them as well. Um, I mean, a TV deal would be better. A TV deal, rights fee paid deal would be better. But a streaming deal is more likely at this point. Alex, what do you right. think? Um, I mean, it all depends on, on you know, what streaming deal they get it through um, and, and whether or not it's, you know, it's a is it a live thing uh, taped, all this kind of stuff? Like, how, how are we doing it? Um, I, I just I just I would love to see ROH being a closely related but absolutely separate show from AEW. Yeah. I would love for there to be a talent exchange. I'd love for there to be people floating back and forth, getting in title programs or whatever. But if you get us like a, a straight up, here's here's our roster of ROH people. Here's our champions. We're going to have these matches. And there might be some float over occasionally, but most of the time they're going to be separate. So we're not kind of figuring out what we're doing at the same time on one show. Eric says, did the 38-1 and reference trigger you as a University of Kentucky fan? No, not at all. That was a great year. They had, uh, I think, like – Nine or ten players who ended up playing in the NBA. So that was a very fun year. Morg says, thank you, Alex. Keep up the great ad read reactions. Always makes my night. Don't forget about Keith Lee and the big boys slapping beef division. That's our sirloin beef sons of bitches division. That's right. But of course you can't forget him. Drew Nicholas says, Dark Elevation really should really be turned into an ROH show for now. Tape before Dynamite every week. Such an easy thing to do to get some ROH TV for now. That's some storyline airtime for wrestlers. I feel like if we've thought of this, Tony Khan's probably thought of this. Mm -hmm. Somebody's probably brought this to him. Uh, yeah. But I mean, as a proof of concept thing, especially at Universal Studios, Alex, it seems like it would make a lot of sense to do like, hey, here's some ROH tapings for about three or four hours. And I mean, quite honestly, yeah. you could do 40 minute episodes, 40, 42 minute episodes. That's two or three ROH matches. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And some video package in between. Absolutely. So I think that'd be a good idea. I'll tell you what a good idea was. National Scissoring Day. Yep. Like, I mean, what they said really doesn't matter. It They're just over. They're just miraculously over to such a special degree. And it's Huge. not just Max Caster rapping, Alex. No. It is Anthony Bowens talking. It is Billy Gunn existing. And in this particular instance, it was Swerve Strickland coming out to rain on the parade. Mm -hmm. And his amazing facial reactions as he set up this match with Billy Gunn for next week in Toronto. You even had, <laughs> you had smart Mark Sterling come out and he's uh -huh. like, Hey, by the way, I don't like you because I told everybody I didn't like you for a long time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But also, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna use this continuity of how much I don't like you to try to like attach myself to these good guys, and they're right. gonna beat that ass. The props in the crowd were amazing. Don't know if they were planted. Don't know if they were actually produced. Who gives a shit? They looked amazing. Yeah, there there were the rap was great. The the in ring was great. The the leg drop scissoring spot was great. I loved every single thing about this. This was a sports entertainment segment that worked amazingly. Um, yeah, it was. It was just. Yeah, I mean, it, it's. <laughs> I, I I thought it worked because it was so in character. Uh, because everyone does, in fact, love the acclaimed. And um, I also one of the things I loved most was uh, Swerve going like, "Congratulations on your number one selling T-shirt." Congratulations, Daddy Ass. Now. 25 years later, you another generation of children can be getting in trouble for wearing the shirt to school, which I thought was really funny because my wife doesn't watch wrestling. And she's like, she's, the only thing I remember is that there were all these boys who came to my middle school wearing suck it t-shirts and they always get in trouble. And I was like, there you go. There you go. Um, this was really fun. Um, and uh, I love Swerve basically on his own. Being like, I want you, daddy ass. And I think that that's... that's when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I love also like all the scissors, whatever scissors, uh, rock beat scissors. We're, we're hard as stone. Like I, I like that a lot. A paper beats rock was the, was the thing right. that Sterling came out with, which was ridiculous. Um, uh, and then yeah, of course, the, scissors eventually yeah. defeated paper. That's right. That's how it works. This was so good. This was so fun. Nelson says, do you think Billy could be at raw for the DX thing? No chance. Not doing it. No. Nope. Tom Lavalley says rock beats scissor for sure. Paper covers rock. And of course, scissor power bombs the F out of paper. This is the yeah. best podium segment in AEW ever. Yeah, it stuff. just worked. They're white hot. Listen, they didn't put the title on them at, at all out. They corrected course. They did the right thing. Uh, Jam Beard says rock beats scissors, but paper beats rock, pal. And mm-hmm. second class elitist says I'd give any amount of money to see Chuck Palumbo come out and scissor with Billy Gunn. That is an amazing shot. That is a phenomenal shot. I interviewed him a couple years ago. Um, and, like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> only if only if uh, Bowens and Castor keep start referring to him as Uncle Chuck. Yes. Um, <laughs> let me see. Like, when's Billy Daddy's Gunn's special friend? Oh my God! Billy Gunn's birthday is on November first. That can be like a birthday surprise. That would be really great. They should do that. Oh my God, that would be amazing, amazing! I'm gonna pitch that to somebody. <laughs> Dark Order promo. Primetime AJ says it appears the Andrade Dark Order ten matches off. Any updates on that? Uh, yeah, we got some updates on that. <laughs> Sky Blue Madison Rain confronted by Anna and Ty. Oh boy, mm-hmm. that happened. Um, mm-hmm. 
The mm-hmm. N and the H said, what happened to Nyla and Jade? Now that it's Jade and Willow, does that mean that Willow has a chance at the TBS title? Yes, that is going to yes. happen. Mm-hmm. Hangman Page defeated Roosh. Yes. Uh, Hangman Page gets the win. Fun uh, short match here, or shorter match. But, mm-hmm. I mean, man, Roosh got that contract, and he's all of a sudden, he's ready to take jobs now. Like this, what <laughs> happened, man? He signed on the dotted line. He's like, I don't care. I don't give a damn. I ain't seen him take jobs like this in a long time. Um, but after the, go ahead. Yeah. Talk about, yeah. I mean, the, the thing about, the thing about uh, 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 Roosh uh, taking jobs is that Roosh is always going to convince you that yes. he is one flip out away in the match from literally taking the head off of the guy that he's wrestling. And that's yes. great. You want a little crazy in the guy that is going to be your job to the star's heel. Yes. And I, I think that he's I think that he's got a lot of potential in, in the future. I mean, like there's a lot of stuff they could do with him. This whole Andrade thing is kind of mixed everything up in the air, but um, but Roosh in that in that company checks a lot of boxes for what things you can do with him that are that are all in all good for the company as well as for him. Fun match. Hangman Page wins as he should. Moxley comes out to to keep Private Party from yeah. attacking because Private Party had been scolded by Jose and Roosh earlier. Uh, JP says, did you feel Mox put over Hangman to distance himself from the punk stuff? Uh, possibly. I mean, like, for all the stuff and the people that were mentioned, Ace Steel, CM Punk, The Elite, Young Bucks, you know, you've had the Sammy, you've had the Eddie, you've had the Andrade, you've had all this stuff. There's only one person that has been involved in this that I've constantly had people be like, he didn't do anything. Now, before it got physical, I had some people being like, oh, well, Hangman shouldn't have done that. But since everything happened, people were like, okay, well, that wasn't called for. He didn't do anything to cause that. He didn't do anything to cause that. I've mentioned this on the show before. Last year, as Hangman was uh, on his ascent, or maybe even a couple years ago, it was a couple of years ago. He was knocking the shit out of people mm-hmm. with that buckshot lariat. Yeah. And there were a couple of wrestlers that were like, knock the shit out of me off the record. And they're like, mm-hmm. but if you start getting this from a lot more people, it's going to be on the record. But they liked him so much. They didn't mm-hmm. want like that out there. And I guess it kind of ended when Arn Anderson was like, better stop knocking the shit out of people. You're not going to have people to work with. Yeah. And from what I understood, like, and, and again, this is secondhand. Hangman, feel free to uh, correct me. But I, I heard that Hangman was like, good God, I had no idea. Like, I felt he felt really bad about it. And that's mm-hmm. what people kind of expected. Uh, but a fun reaction from that is when I asked Carl Anderson if he got the shit knocked out of him. And he said, no, absolutely not. I'd just quit if anybody hits me hard. <laughs> <laughs> which i appreciate but uh he's got a lot of respect and people like him generally mm-hmm. uh, and i'll tell you what i like man like i, I grew up I-, I say between lexington and cincinnati mm-hmm. i say that because it's easier to say it was right. equally inconvenient to get to both of those cities yes. but i grew up around cincinnati and lexington those were where i had to go to do anything and right. i know that john moxley is the only reason that major wrestling is coming to Cincinnati with as much relevance as it is. So I appreciate the references to Heritage Bank Center, the former U.S. Bank Arena that WWE almost burned down one time. Uh, the bridge, 
where people go to drink and smoke underneath it. Uh, Got to walk by that bridge to get to your car after Bengals games, unless you're paying $80 to park. Like, I love this stuff. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I did not have anybody to root for from right. this area. Hillbilly Jim was billed 10 <laughs> minutes away from my house. And then later on, I find out, wait, he's not even billed from that mud lick? We've got two mud licks? <laughs> We had Jillian Hall with a mole on the side mm. of her face. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna make the Eugene character. Where can we make him from? Kentucky." Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Pillman was like all we had, and then before I got old enough, unfortunately, he was gone. Like he was he was unfortunately gone. So I get a great sense of pride in this. Uh, I, he's provided more champions championships to the city than. Mm-hmm the sports teams have. So I love this stuff. I'm so excited to see that match. I I love um, the way that Moxley put over Hangman by seeing Hangman as a threat yes. to being the top guy. I got to be, I, I've been waiting for this for three years because I got to put you down if I'm going to be the top guy. We've beaten everybody but each other, he said. That's so good. What a great line. And I also love that, like, that when he tries to leave, he gives the microphone to Hangman, but leaves. Like, no, no. Yes. If you've been waiting three years, why are you leaving the ring now? Yes. And he gets back in the thing. He's like, listen, you're a good kid. You're a sweet kid. I like you. <laughs> um, but like too many other kids around here, you keep saying a bunch of shit that's going to get you in trouble. Um, this is your last warning. And I'll see you in Cincinnati. Um, and I think that's great. I love I love that he gives a little dig in to all the other stuff that he knows that a lot of us know about. But I do think it's disingenuous to lump in Hangman with some of the other stuff because Hangman, as he said, is a sweet kid. I love this, what this means for AEW as a whole. Because if you told me you got to pick, instead of all the pillars and stuff, the three guys... I'm going to leave the women out of this for now. The three guys that are AEW. One of them has to be MJF. And the other two, to me, are Moxley and Hangman. Because everybody else coming in from different places, in and out, whatever. But like Moxley and Hangman battling to be the heart and soul, the real guy, the real top guy in AEW. Only for a uh, uh, MJF to come in with his little poker chip and ruin the whole thing is such a wonderful emblematic overall story of what AEW has been and will become. Jambeard says the way the ROH roster is should be similar to how NXT is now. Every once in a while, ROH people show up on AEW and vice versa, but once every three months. Oh, it's it's happening a lot more with uh, yeah. WWE and NXT, and uh, I'll have some more on that on FightfulSelect.com this week. Justice says, how would you guys feel if ROH was on Discovery or HBO streaming app and presented like NXT prior to the move to TV? I think that'd be perfect. I think yeah. that'd be amazing, especially if they got paid for it. Yep. Luchasaurus murdered Fuego Del Sol. That was fun. <laughs> he gets attacked by Jungle Boy who said, you were my best friend. You broke my heart. Now I'm going to break your fingers, your nose. And we got another match for Canada. Buddy, let me tell you. I'm about mm-hmm. to travel to Canada, Alex. Mm-hmm, you are. I'm also, I'm also about to travel to Charlotte. Mm. I just traveled to Cleveland. About to have wow. to travel to Detroit. My goodness. Got to travel to Cincinnati. 
Wow. And when I'm doing that, I make sure that I'm on nordvpn.com slash Fightful. Because while I'm changing my actual location, i got to change my virtual location. Make sure I don't miss any of my favorite shows. Not only that, when I'm at the airport, at the hotel, you're on that unsecured Wi-Fi. Make sure you protect yourself from online trackers, annoying pop-up ads, malware. And you may say, well, Sean, I don't know if I will like nordvpn.com slash Fightful. I don't know if I'll like using this on all my devices. I don't know if I'll like having a VPN that changes my virtual location with one click. I don't know if I'll like a locker, a pass, or a VPN and choosing between all three of those with the three great tiers. I don't know if I want to browse safely and securely. I don't know if I want a better browsing experience. Well, you know what? You get a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't know, now you know. And you also know you get four additional months free in addition to the great deal you already get. Like you're not even going to think about whatever you're going to spend on NordVPN for like for a while. And and it's a great deal anyway. You're going to end up saving money. This is how I order UFC pay-per-views. You can watch AEW Plus. You can watch the old school WWE Network with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Truly my favorite sponsor out there. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Uh, hit me up on Twitter if you use it. If you need any help, let me know. What'd you think of uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy? Um, uh, there was they call it the the cutthroat. It's like an arm trap, burning hammer thing. <laughs> like yeah, it's nuts. I think it's really cool. I've never seen him win a match that way. Um, uh, I was doing, <laughs> I was doing. Uh, a live watch along um and my feed was behind a lot of people who watch fight and people in the chat were like well that was quick and they hadn't even run the bell yet and i was like oh this is be a real quick match um i i like uh i like jungle boy um coming out and being like you're my best friend and now i gotta put you down which is what we always thought we were gonna get eventually um i i, I still i still think there is hope for um i don't think it happens yet but i think there's hope for a I still feel there's good in you. Turn and turn, turn back to the good side. Yeah. I think there's something there for for um, for for Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Not right now, but I think that's that's somewhere down the line. Um, and I, I I think that this will be a, a really fun, hard hitting match. I think I think Lucha, I think this is the one where Luchasaurus is really punishes Jungle Boy. Does a lot of really big stuff to him. I'm not sure if um, if Luchasaurus wins or not, but I think that there'll be a lot of punishment that he takes in the match it should be a good one niece and woods i'm really enjoying against the varsity blondes you got bcc versus roosh and private party on rampage well then we got it (laughs) jericho and sammy defeat brian danielson and daniel garcia now i wondered like is this a turn is it really happening it seems very much so uh, Garcia's out there tossing out pile drivers, beating ass. This is a great match. However, it had a huge shadow looming over it. Yeah. Sammy gets the win. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people were upset by this. But I want to reiterate, we do not know the full picture yet. Right. I'm going to go through these super chats because what happened earlier in the day, uh, Fightful Select and TMZ had reported almost simultaneously that Andrade and Sammy got into an altercation. Started verbal. I heard that Sammy uh, maybe shoved Andrade. Andrade threw a punch. I don't know. K 
Caden says, Alex, just bury Sammy, please, and thank you. Jake says, free Andrade. Far522 says, hypothetically, if Sammy did get physical with Andrade, does that show how much pull Jericho has and is the same nepotism he threw at Andrade? Well, that would be the irony, right? If Sammy, if, if he instigated it. And again, as I'll say, we ain't covering the war. Some of this is going to be speculation. Some of it will be rumor. Some of it's going to be gossip. He said, she said. I'm well past the point of being a high and mighty journalist here. Sometimes we're going to cover very immature gossip, and that's what this seems to be. It seems to be a very immature situation that devolved into something ridiculous. Um, Dream Ninja says, based on your report, it's a bad look from TK with Sammy being on the show and featured. There's stuff we don't know, but man. What did you think when you first saw this? Feel free to share your knee-jerk reaction. Well, here's the deal. The first thing that I read was your report. Mm-hmm. That And the report was, at the time and again, we don't know all the details. The report was, at the time that I read it, was there was a verbal altercation. Sammy shoved Andrade. Andrade re- responded by throwing at least one punch. We don't know if any of them landed. Here's my thing. These guys came, there needed to be. I'm sorry, they have, there's no reason for them to come within 50 feet of each other backstage. There needed to be handlers back, they didn't know what's going on. Uh, Like Andrade, if it was, maybe he was going to be there to like do a backstage promo to set up the whole thing with 10, maybe that was why he was there. He's not actually working tonight. You could easily do that stuff in a taped thing earlier today before Sammy ever showed up. Like, that's on them to make sure these guys don't come near each other. Once they did, they have a verbal altercation about whatever. The first guy to get physical, that's the guy you punish. I don't care what Andrade did afterwards. If Sammy shoved him first, that's on Sammy. And to then send Andrade home, but keep Sammy in the main event, if indeed Sammy shoved Andrade to start things, to keep Sammy in the main event and have him be the one to get the pin, to win the match and then have him being carried on the shoulders of Jake Hager or whatever afterwards um, just shows that, that we decided, you know what? Screw it. We're booking for heat. And I hate booking for heat. I just, I really don't love it at all. And also just feels like a really weird double standard thing of Andrade's getting punished for, for, for this um, altercation, but Sammy's not. In fact, we're going to make sure he looks really good here. He was getting a lot of negative response from the fans uh, during the match, uh, before the match, uh, whenever he talked backstage. Um, this this all just feels like the wrong way to handle this, considering we don't even know where the elite are. And yeah. one side of the story is that they were trying to save a dog. Like, like it was, the, the people are being suspended and sent home and everything. There was the well, thing. Sammy's, I, well, Sammy's got a history with Eddie Kingston. Let me, let me approach that. All that stuff. Jimmy uh, Van is in the chat. Check out Listen, Your Boy from today. It says, full picture doesn't matter. It's perception and precedence. They didn't have the full picture on Brawl Out either. Right. So, I mean, that one, again, I don't think these two are, based on what we know, are far from equal. Right. We had CM Punk. Again, Sammy and Andrade did go at each other publicly. And that's, I mean, FightfulSelect.com had a report today saying, and there were already people frustrated. Mm-hmm. They're like, we just had a friggin' meeting saying don't air out your dirty laundry publicly. Yep. Talk talk, talk about it like men. 
FightfulSelect.com, please subscribe, just $5. But in Brawl Out, you had an injured guy getting into a fight, a five-person fight, a dog was involved, a chair got thrown, somebody got bit, lawsuits were threatened, people threatened to walk out over it. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's a whole lot more than what we've got going on here. Um, Jake Salazar says, well, 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 maybe punk wasn't the issue. Come on. What are we talking <laughs> about here? JP yeah. says, Sammy is always in the middle of some drama. I'd like to see Starks take Sammy's spot and TV time. I mean, you had the impact thing. You had, yeah. there, there were a lot of things it is becoming yeah. a bit of a, it beco- a it's becoming thing. a pattern. Like the, 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 the analogy I used was, was the thing that, that you saying, if like, if you keep running to in, into assholes all day, guess what? You're the asshole. Sure. And Kana says, do you think that at this point, Sammy's the problem? I can tell you personally, I've never had anything but good experiences with Sammy. But then again, there are an awful lot of people that I have had nothing but good experiences with that are completely reviled by most of their coworkers. And there are people that are, are generally loved that I've had nothing but negative experiences with. So it's all in the eye of the beholder. Dick the Cock Johnson says Andre's got to get out of there. I'm sure he'd love that. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he would too. Jamal says, which is more dangerous, NXT parking lot or AEW backstage? <laughs> it's, well, one's, it's a, get, one's a work and one's a shoot. So that's yeah, the problem. Yeah, I mean, and the parking lot at least is self-aware. Like, they make jokes about it now. Specialty K says, should AEW start a fight pit to settle all these difference? They are basically there. Listen, if I could pique any AEW's people interest, uh, roster's interest and say, Simply fight each other to get us subscriptions. <laughs> Just don't harm one another. And please Dynamite give me all the details. Underground. Do a yes. whole thing where there's like a uh, underground fights fight club storyline when they can punch each other in the face. They got a they got a contract tamper with Omos to get him to work the door. Shane's available. Mm. Jambeard says Sammy and Andrade should have celebrated National Scissoring Day the right way and pulled a Sid and Arn from Joey Janela. Oh Jesus Christ! I'm glad that didn't happen. That's that's the type of thing I I I'm not religious, but I pray I never have to cover is something like that. That is that's yeah. Justice says so we're booking Punk versus Sammy first chance, right? I doubt it. No. Tom Brady says seems like the two Sammys in the two companies couldn't be more different. Uh, yeah, hanging around and having fun is not what Sammy Guevara is all about, it seems nope. like. Shot Kid says, honestly, I don't care about the Andrade-Sammy stuff. Both guys are super talented, but come across like not great guys. Sammy being a petulant child who needs to grow up, and Andrade just being an arrogant jerk who won't be happy unless he gets his way. And I can understand that things have changed for an awful lot since Andrade has been brought in, and I can see why, and this is not me saying that that's the case, but I can see why guys who are like Malachi and Buddy Murphy or Buddy Matthews and and Andrade can look at the situation that they came out of and they were excited to come to AEW, see the creative that they've w- w- experienced since, and then see who's in control now and say, mm-hmm. maybe the grass would be greener for me. Maybe yeah. for me. I, I could see how that could happen. Mm-hmm. Michael says, Tony needs to get his house in order. This is getting beyond ridiculous for me. Yes, I mean, I, I saw some people saying like, "Well, at least Vince had a hold over his talent." I guess they were all afraid of getting fired and buried like really yeah. hard. And I yeah. do think I do think there should be some sense of control, obviously. 
But there have yeah. been measures and efforts taken, like with the talent relations, hires, and promotions. It just hasn't worked. So you got to try something else. And Joel Wood says, Sean, you told me earlier Tony would keep his hardline stance on no releases, but with these fights and suspensions not seeming to send a message, do you think Tony will end up firing someone to set an example? Only, I feel, as a disciplinary measure. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like, to me, it's sort of like when somebody gets convicted of a crime, you want to find out what punishment that they want the least and use that to yeah. your advantage. Like, I... I don't want to compare it to death row because it's nothing nearly as serious as that. But if you find out that the person convicted wants to die, well, you go the other route with them in that, Mm -hmm. that case to punish them. So um, that's pretty much what you got to lean into there. And Mm -hmm. and literally none of this shit is nearly as serious as the analogy that I make. Yeah. AT says, is this a part of Andrade's plan to get released? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Jambeard says TK should hire Haku to manage the locker room. Ricky Starks requested Hunico. So that's yes, an option did. too. Yep, did I miss that? Yeah, no, he did. He, he, he tweeted and then deleted. So here's here's my solution. We get Hunico. <laughs> and they deleted it. So <laughs> Hunico was one of my favorite interviews because <laughs> he loved my idea. Uh, like the Kofi, I had a Kofi Kingston idea forever where at the Royal Rumble, Hunico would come out on his bicycle Uh and Kofi Kingston lands on it and just drives it around the ring and does bunny hops and shit (laughs) and then gets back in the Royal Rumble. That's that's my dream. Alan Uh, says, I wonder if Andrade and Sammy have heat from AAA as well. Uh, Louis says they were only on one show together, though. Mm. AP says, people want to heal in AEW. It might be SRS as he kicked off the latest backstage fight. I mean, right, like, minutes before... before the story dropped, I've been working on it for about since about 7 p.m. Eastern. I, I went to go lay down to take a nap before the show. And somebody called me and they said, You ain't taking a nap before this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there we were. Uh, but Mug says, I don't know what truly happened, but I feel like it's a bad look for TK. There's been too much drama in AEW and it's too childish. That I agree with. Um, I, I very much agree with that. Jake says, Locker room leader, my butt. Jericho should have made the decision as the leader and put daddy magic in the match instead of Sammy. But he wants to be hypocritical, a hypocritical B word for his friend. I don't think it's fair to say that right now. Maybe, in, we, maybe in a day we'll be able to say that. But right now we just, yeah. we don't have the details, Alex. It, it, to, to, a lot of it, a lot of it was that, that they could, it felt like, well, let's get some heat out of this thing. Let's let's put him in a position where he's doing Spanish flies to Danielson, hitting people with super kicks, um, uh, and we'll we'll get people to, to get get happy because he gets punched in the face by Danielson while doing a dive by, by Garcia. Uh, but eventually, he's going to win uh, because Jericho hits Garcia in the face with the title. Um, the one thing I didn't want to touch on is that it Jimmy Corderas brought this up about WWE officials recently, but you can extend it to AEW. Both companies are doing this. Their officials are idiots, and I, I I hate it. I can't watch. Like like, <laughs> Garcia's got the. You're muted. Gar- Garcia's got um uh him in uh the the sharpshooter, and he's and and all of a sudden he's knocked out. Like, uh, and Aubrey gets up looking around like, well, I guess he must have just passed out. What? Nothing caused him to pass out. 
you got to call the medical because he's having a brain aneurysm. If a man is standing up fine and then falls down dead, if something went wrong in his brain, you should call the medical staff over because that's ridiculous. Obviously, somebody hit him. You got to start doing some investigative journalism there, uh, Aubrey. Yeah. Come on. Oh man, and and also her trying to get both Danielson and Garcia out of the ring. She's like, no, 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 no. It, it, sorry, Aubrey. I, I adore you, but it, it ain't working. It it's ain't not working. her fault. It's the what, fact wonderful. That they put they put the refs in the position. Do they have to yeah. be stupid? Because Stop to not it. see things that happen. Yeah. Like just don't book that as your finish for as often as you do. And Simmons says, Sammy being on TV, it feels like Tony has favorites, which is not good because it's a horrible precedent, especially with his past. Tony's playing with fire. Jambeard says, the stuff with Sammy happening multiple times is starting to give me vibes of when Orton was young and getting himself in trouble. I think that is a very fair comparison, but as Jimmy found out, he's 29. Yeah. Like, he's not a kid. He's like, he's not a kid. Morg says, Alex is earning double pay tonight from me. Thanks for putting a smile on my face. Well, thanks for putting a smile on our face. Thank you. So Boom says, am I just too young to have been aware, but is Sammy getting the same type of backstage heat that HBK was getting in the 90s? Couldn't care less back then, but now with Sammy, it's hard to enjoy his work. The difference is Shawn Michaels was the top guy. So that's kind of why they had to allow it. And he was the top guy when WCW was kicking their ass. So it was re- it'd be really tough to like, let him go there. I am a Lucha says people who wanted to throw all the blame on Eddie got egg in their face. Now Sammy is a problem and should be punished. Andrade got screwed. Every situation is different. Every single one. Yep. Uh, we'll learn more about it. Fightfulselect.com will have more on it. But as far as the win, lovely punch says Sammy wins with the crowd armed with scissors. Yikes. Allen says, the main event further the ROH story. Let TK tell this all the way to the end of that chapter. Hopefully, ROH gets its own TV soon. Um, I, I'm going to ask Luis to separate uh, the Sammy winning and the match itself. But what do you think that this this did for ROH moving forward? Anything? I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll see. The, the, they're they're obviously. To me, like you, you, you set up a thing with this, um, with Jericho being the ROH champion, um, uh, because because you think that is the that is the thing that's going to get you over the hump with the TV deal. You think that's that's going to be way a, a much easier selling point to your to the people you're negotiating with. Okay, fine, but this is a lot of now. It's a lot of drama here surrounding it. Um, because of what they're doing with all of this, there's a lot of ROH stuff that's going on uh, on on a lot of ROH talent, and I say that because they're ROH talent because they're they're holding ROH belts, and so that's why I say they're ROH talent. We don't even know who would be on the show and who wouldn't be. Sure, um, we can only assume because the people who are holding titles would. But um, yeah, I, I I don't know. Though I will say that. Um, one thing I don't I didn't want to get out out of this whole match without discussing at least touching on was the first attempt at the table bump for for Danielson where oh, he just kidneys first into the edge like he he seized up bad like you could tell that really hurt um yeah, the the whole thing was was actually I thought the match was 
was was well done, well laid out, and then the finish happened. I was like, I don't think that's a good decision to do. Like it's just, especially just the way it feels like it's a, hey everybody, you mad? Are you mad, bro? Kind of a thing to well, do. Which Sa- is it, uh, Sammy also did that strut outside yeah. too, like really like playing that up. That was uh, an interesting yeah. choice. Yeah. Uh, Tyler says, I imagine Garcia is going to be involved in a Canadian screw job finish next week to help Jericho retain. Can't think of anything more sports entertainer. Taking it one step further would be Yas and ROH storylines would be to take over Rampage is Jericho. I think those are very interesting ideas, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bakugo was right, says, I'm hoping I'm wrong, but why do I feel like Sammy's going to win the pure title? That's possible, too. I mean, the, the sports entertainment takeover of ROH could very well happen. Uh-huh. Jarvis says, great night of dynamite. Everything with MJF Yuta was awesome. Swerve is a megastar. Wardlow cage hump, but everything to do with Sammy was not what it was. To- what Tony was thinking. It's very upsetting. Thank you, guys, for everything you do. Well, there's a lot of people that were not happy about Sammy winning. Matthew Plus says, Elite getting written off. Sammy gets the pin. Lovely. Michael Higgins says, Gotta wonder if Tony's showing bias against the guy, showing genuine interest in leaving his company, Andrade. Again, that's all conjecture. I don't know that we've necessarily seen Andrade say, I'm going to leave. I want out. They're mm-hmm. playing off of the rumors yeah. for sure, though. Bradley says, Sammy publicly asked for the smoke. Got said smoke. Andrade gets sent home. Sammy gets on TV. What a joke. Um, Again, I would love to add some color to this, but I don't. I, I feel like if I speak out of opinion, people will take that as me reporting news, and right. I don't want to conflate that right yeah, now. I get you. Irene says, with while well, the AW backstage fights are eye rolling, the IWC hysteria is a bit much since backstage wars have been happening everywhere forever, all the time. I mean, I remember hearing about uh, Flip Gordon beating some some locals' ass and rolling into Cody Rhodes' mm-hmm. Chipotle one time like <laughs> there this has happened quite a bit uh Hunico and simon gotch <laughs> richie r says i don't understand the point of sammy and AEW currently he's beyond go away heat he has turned off the show and consider skipping next week heat i don't know man he's getting those booze and ultimately if if the ratings show that people will still tune in to watch him yeah Justice says the lesson that CM Punk learned tonight was if you want to fight someone, do it before the show so you can still get your win on TV and brush it off. I don't want to compare those. JP says the mocks, keep your mouth shut, kid. Seems like it was supposed to land with Sammy. Someone has to pull him aside, not not name Jericho and help him understand what heat is and what being an asshole is. Well, for all the people that are comparing uh, Sammy to HBK, you can you can conflate those. You can compare those, and mm-hmm. you can get one from the other. Right. Meet Norma says the heat for Sammy was real after all the scissoring talk. Crowd was like, "F this kid." We're tired of the drama. Shout out to the Sammy Dramara sign. TK rein this stuff in. Uh, yeah, there was a "You still suck" chant, which I really yep. liked. That was mm-hmm. that was clever. Uh, Ryan says. Based on what happened with Sammy and Andrade, it's an embarrassment to not only have him on TV, but pick up the win. Terrible look. There are a lot of people this is landing horribly with. Mm-hmm. And as of right now, I don't know if it's people actually upset or you know the, the faux outrage that we see so much of. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, a piece of advice I was given that is very wise in most cases. Uh, today it's in the news. Tomorrow they're wrapping dead fish with it. We'll mm-hmm. see how it lands tomorrow, the day yeah. after. Jambeard says not only was keeping 
uh, Sammy in the match. Instead of replacing him, a bad choice. Him getting the win is tone deaf. I mean, I didn't think I'd see an instance where people are like, please put Hager in this match. But you got a lot of people saying it. Yeah. Orlando says, could it be that TK had Sammy to win before the brawl? This is the only reason to keep him on the show. Yeah, but I mean, you, you, it doesn't have to be him. That can easily be adjusted and changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nurguru says, what a way to ruin a show with that ending. Tony, really great job poking heat on yourself by letting that ass hat get the pin in the main event while Andrade was sent home. His ability to be a boss is absolutely putrid. Custodian BPJ says, really disappointed in Tony. I said it when the CM Punk elite stuff happened backstage. He should have suspended Sammy first. He didn't. Now look what happened. Spanish God, more like Spanish fraud. (laughs) I shouldn't. I feel guilty for laughing at that. You should be suspended for that. Yeah. Dante says, sending Andrade home, letting Sammy work the main event is such a bad look. This is all distracting to the product and makes me want to watch less. Bring back the elite if you're going to get Sammy to stick around. I think the elite should be back. I'll just say that. Based on everything that I have heard in the full month since this happened. It's been a month. Like it's, it's a month. Just... I know because we had a bunch of the people that subscribed a month ago fall off on select today. Yeah. Yeah, but there you go. Uh, it's been a full month. They should probably be back. Chris says, celebrate three years of Dynamite by promoting Ring of Honor all night. What a joke to reward Sammy with the pin after he puts hands on Andrade. All this is making me lose interest in AEW. Again, none of this is gospel. Uh, Leo says, TK only cares about winning a Meltzer's Booker of the Year award. Got some news for you. When Bray Wyatt returns to WWE, he can kiss that goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I, I don't know what his motivations are. I think he wants to make money and, and yeah, and, and make a successful company. Yeah. But Andrade or in Simmons says, I can't call Andrade arrogant because he came from being booked horribly uh, to coming to AEW and being booked badly. Feels like he was just signed despite WWE. I would be mad as well. I don't think he was signed despite WWE. I think no. that they signed him because he was supremely talented. Yeah. I, 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 I think that as well. And yeah. I, I think that 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 that's like I'm, if I think he's supremely talented, imagine how talented Andrade thinks he is. So just the idea of, hey, I'm here. What are we doing now? And literally for the past year, like I I could see him being frustrated of being like, I waited, I bided my time, I I I I, I had Cody Rhodes put me through a flaming table. What are we doing? And I could see him being angry with that because, like, you know, there was a lot of what are we doing with Andrade was happening in WWE, which is why it was a good thing that he got he left that place. So, yeah, if you if you if you bet on yourself, if you think you're the best, and I'm sure Andrade thinks he is because let's be honest, he's one of the best. I could see why he's frustrated with his position on the card. Get your super chats, get your humper chats in. We are heading down the home stretch. If you want to ask some more questions, how about this? Got a QA coming up either tomorrow or Friday. And next week, while I'm traveling, Jimmy Van's doing a Q&A, and we've got Ask Grapsity. Check it out, my friends. FightfulSelect.com. We're going to have some good news tomorrow as well. Scott says, what do you think about Pac doing double defenses on Friday? Do you think it will lead to Dark Order upsetting Death Triangle? I think that would be a nice switch up, Alex, yeah, yeah, that Pac yeah. is like he's exhausted after that. I think that that's a, a brilliant approach. 
Yes. Um, uh, the only thing about it is that the Rampage one goes first because Battle of the Belts is second. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think that yeah, that's right. um, it, it makes a lot of sense to have Dark Order beat Death Triangle, um, uh, particularly because you have um, uh, that's that's the, the big anniversary for, for Brody. Yeah. Um, and, and it's Dark Order getting that victory would mean a lot more, I think, than whatever you were going to do with the mask versus career thing anyway for, for 10. If Dark Order as a group won the trio's titles, that would be a big thing. And I think that there's a possibility because we know that Ethan Page wants that uh, All-Atlantic All- title as well. Um, if Ethan Page gets involved there and also tries again to do it later in the match, then you can get Pac having lost the trio's titles but somehow defeating Trent challenging ethan page in that moment i want you in toronto we're gonna get this thing done i think that's something i would love to see come out of this as well manuel says didn't watch the last match for sammy hope people understand that's the way to affect booking uh twitter just follow or grows the brand for this kind of prick and Riga says person i feel the most sorry for is 10 it was going to be his biggest AEW match with serious consequences and development for his character proper storyline start meaningful night Something they've wanted to do for ages, robbed. Well, I mean, something they've wanted to do, and they kind of dropped it in the past. So, yeah. Uh, Injustice wraps us up with a super generous yes. super chat. Big thank you to Justice. I want to put it up here on the screen as well. Big thank you. He says I'm aware. TK said he'll be booking ROH. What would you guys like to see him bring in to help it stand out and establish as a separate brand from AEW? And if so, who would you all bring in? Sorry for so many late questions tonight. Um, I would bring in Lufisto to help with the women. I would bring in, um, I think it's Kathy Carino, um, the former Alice in Danger. I would probably bring in Maria to help out with some aspects of that and delegate like just a little bit. Um, but I mean, he is dead set on booking a lot of this. But um, I would... I would look at, I would go out there and look at who's available. I would pick some brains of some people who have booking experience. Like, I'm not saying bring in Jeff Jarrett, but have a conversation with people like that that have had like high level booking experience and see if it aligns with your vision and see if there is somebody you can kind of delegate to. You've also got a lot of really good people on your roster. You got Brian Danielson worked in creative in WWE. Uh, Why not pick his brain? Why not expand his role a little bit? I think that that would be really good. Anybody that you can think of? I, I won't go so far as to is to throw out names, but I would say to the first part of the question, would I like to see him bring some someone else to help? It? Yes. Bring in somebody because this isn't working. The idea of him doing what he's currently doing, where a lot of things seem to be falling by the wayside, go, like just storylines just go nowhere. Remember that thing where Eddie Kingston um, got, got reprimanded by the referees? Because he has the thing on too long. They never mention it tonight. Like, stuff just goes away. We don't even think about it. Like, I I think that it would be really nice if he wasn't going to spread himself even thinner. Find somebody else to do ROH. Yeah. And Chicken Tenders, Jambeard says, Yas was wearing bronze pants tonight. Braun to Yas. Well, yeah, guys, cool. thank you all so much. I'm telling you guys, making another push. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Between now and... And uh, Sunday, you're going to have two episodes of The Weekender. You're going to have two episodes of Sour Graps, including a post-show. A lot of you are like, oh, where's your prediction shows? Where are your prediction shows? 
Uh, Rob Wilkins does a pre-show for all the pay-per-views. I'm doing a Q&A. You're going to have a lot of cool stuff coming. Alex, tell the people what you do. You can follow me on the Twitter at Alex Graps over on Fightful Select, uh, Review Raw and uh, SmackDown. This Friday, I'm thinking of doing something fun on Fightful Select. I'm going to do a SmackDown review while doing a watch along of Rampage and Battle. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. I I don't don't want to stay up that late. I don't blame you. So so let's let's review SmackDown and do a little preview (laughs) of of um, of Extreme Rules while we all watch on our own TV. Oh, Kate already talked me out of out of her starting at midnight, too. So (laughs) Uh, we'll we'll keep you guys up to date on when these shows air. Triple feature on Saturday. You know, we're going to have a ton of news coming out of Extreme Rules. Fightfulselect.com. I cannot stress to you this enough. Try it once. It's five dollars. Mm-hmm. Anniversary billing is in effect, so you're not going to get billed again on the first. Until next time, guys, we're out. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.